Hi, this is Dr. Jane Battenberg, author of Change Within, Change the World. In this weekly podcast, I interview changemakers who are at the cutting edge of new thought and consciousness awareness. Join me as we change within and change the world together. With time on our hands as we stay at home, it's a good time to read Chapter 15 from my book, Change Within, Change the World, called Using Time to Transform. A number of my podcasts have time as the subject, like number 12, Carol Dixon and the Mayan Calendar, like number 13, astrologer Ezan Lewis, the art of timing expert, and like number 19, Dr. Jean Houston on the miraculous possibilities of transforming time. Chapter 15, Using Time to Transform. It's a poor sort of memory that only works backwards. Lewis Carroll While I was helping my dad chop wood, we broke the axe handle. As I hammered a new handle onto the axe, the hammer slipped and slammed into my hand, causing immediate pain and swelling. Using a technique from Serge King, world-famous shaman, author, and expert on Hawaiian huna, I quickly reviewed the events leading up to the moment to resolve any emotional causes for hitting my hand. Next, I re-ran the sequence of events in my mind, but with a different outcome. I acted it out, raising the hammer and almost hitting my hand this time, feeling the relief of just missing it. It took about 60 times of reenactment before the pain, swelling, and black and blue disappeared completely. No more pain, as if it hadn't happened at all, to the amusement of my dad. Time is tricky. Five minutes in pain can seem like hours, but time flies when you're having fun. But what if you could actually use time to transform your life? Instead of being measured in absolute minutes and hours, and once gone, never to come again, and instead of being concrete, set in stone, suppose time were as malleable as a child's modeling clay. When you wake up in the morning, How do you know to be you? You have an entire history of memories, emotional experiences, schooling, learnings, beliefs, family history, body size, body experiences, and more. All those elements make up who you think you are. The unconscious mind takes everything as if it is now. If you are remembering something in the past, your unconscious is recreating the neurotransmitters, hormones, and peptides that were activated in your body then, now. If you go back and actively reimagine a new positive version of a past event with full emotional investment, you change the way your body stores that memory, and you literally change who you are. A woman with multiple personality disorder, MPD, had full-blown adult diabetes with one personality, as determined by a test of her blood sample. When she changed personalities, she instantly shifted to not having diabetes, as evidenced by an immediate blood test. Another patient was allergic to orange juice with one personality and not allergic with a second. Different personalities have even been known to have different eyesights. In all cases, The different memories, life experiences, and beliefs of one personality versus the other resulted in different physical conditions. The same is true for the future. 
If you actively imagine something in the future turning out just as you'd like it, feeling all the emotional pleasures as if it is happening now, you're installing a program in your unconscious to give you that very thing. The unconscious knows it has already happened like that in the future, so it gears everything to that reality. One winter when I was ski patrolling, I had been paid in cash, which I received in a white envelope with only Jane written on it. It must have fallen out of my parka pocket because at the end of the day, it was gone. There was little chance of seeing a white envelope on white snow. Even if someone honest found it, how likely were they to know who Jane was? I intensely visualized someone finding it and returning it to me. I felt all the excitement and relief and gratefulness I would feel when that happened. When I told people I'd lost the envelope, they expressed sorrow for my loss. But I'd say, oh no, someone will find it. Sure enough, the next day, a patroller spied it by the patrol room door and returned it. And I felt all the excitement, relief, and gratefulness I had imagined. Events tend to form around imagined outcomes, just as iron filings are shaped by a magnet. Because of many experiences like that, both my own and my clients, I have adopted this maxim. Active imagination plus emotional investment equals a different reality, whether past or future. Turning to science for corollaries, we find that the observer not only influences the observed, but can also determine what is observed by their expectations. If you expect to see a photon act as a wave of energy, it does. If you measure it as if it is a particle of matter, it is. Recent scientific experiments demonstrate that experienced meditators can skew the results of an otherwise random 50-50 chance direction of photons. Additionally, provided no one has yet seen the results, the meditators can influence them after the experiment is complete. Called double-slit experiments, these studies have been extensively replicated. Perhaps there is a situation you didn't handle well. You may feel guilty, a little sad, maybe even resentful. You can go back in your mind to that situation with all the insights, increased wisdom, and perspective from the present and replay it, handling it better. Notice how good you feel about how it turns out this time and bring that feeling to the present. It's as if you now have two histories of that event, which give you more behavioral choices in the future situations. It's possible that with a little practice, this technique can be applied to global situations as well as to our own lives. All you've got is your mind. If the past and future are truly malleable, then you have a responsibility to make up your mind as you want it, or else someone will make it up for you. Treasure Hunt Imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. Albert Einstein This hunt will give you practice in changing future and past events by using time, your emotional investment, and your imagination. Shaping the future. This may be a little easier to do than reshaping a past event, so practice first on the future. Choose an event that hasn't happened yet for which you desire a certain outcome. 
no matter how improbable. Make a video in your mind with yourself as the main actor. 1. In your video, this event turns out exactly as you want. See specifically when the event occurs, the place where it is happening, and perhaps the clothes people are wearing, the carpet color, the time of day, the weather, every detail, as if you are there witnessing it unfolding just the way you desire. 2. Feel your feelings as the event happens. Intensify those positive feelings, amping them up. What are you saying, either to yourself or aloud? What are others saying? 3. Make the video as vivid and real as you can. It's all in your mind, and it's your mind, so make it mind, as you envision this future event in your video. 4. Now step out of the video and watch it play as though you are viewing a movie of yourself in this future event. 5. Imagine your lifeline going from past to present to future. Float like a balloon above this lifeline and look down on it. If you can't see it, then sense or feel it or tell yourself what you're doing. Staying above your lifeline, go out in the future to the precise time where the event you videoed is happening. Insert your video into your future at that exact place. You may drop it in or watch it float or zoom down or you may sense that it locks in or you may say to yourself that you have inserted it. The way you insert it is your choice. 6. The instant the video is slotted in Feel or see every event from that future moment all the way back to the present as it rearranges itself to align with this future happening having occurred. 7. Now return to the present installing into your lifeline between future and present the positive feelings of success you had at the event. Once you are back at the present moment, you can just let things happen. You've already programmed the success. Let it happen. Let go of micromanaging and allow things to unfold. See what happens. How close to your video did things turn out? Even if the details are different, the exercise keeps your mind creating positive outcomes, which is always a good practice. And if you get a green Porsche instead of a red one, it's close enough. Clients who have used this technique often report that they accurately envisioned the carpet in the room, the color of a dress, even the weather. Reshaping the past. Your unconscious mind stores your past in memory and from that forms beliefs about who you are, your limitations, how life is for you, what you're capable of, and so forth. Like the woman with multiple personalities who had diabetes with one personality and not with another, you create your present reality from your past. If you go back into the past to a specific event and gain a new perspective, that allows you to experience it differently. You will have created a new memory with more resourceful responses. In a sense, this is like updating your computer programming or creating a parallel reality. Your unconscious mind can't tell much difference between a real memory, which changes over time anyway, 
and an imagined memory with more behavioral and emotional resources. You have, therefore, given your unconscious mind more choice to respond to situations with the limitations of your past or with the resourcefulness of your re-envisioned past. Given that choice, most unconscious minds will choose the past with more resources. There are many techniques for going back into the past. One is to float above your lifeline to reframe a past event using the steps described above in Shaping the Future. In another method borrowed from Dr. Jean Houston, you view your past, present, and future as an energetic wall of time and follow the wall back to the past event whose import you want to alter. Dr. Houston gives an example from her own experience. When she was a college student, a piece of theater scenery fell on her head and she suffered a severe concussion, which seriously impaired her concentration and activity. She failed her classes, dropped her roles in major productions, and resigned as president of her drama group. It was a dark night of the soul. Later in life, she traveled back on her wall of time to encourage and advise her younger self. She had a memory in the present of being visited in the past by a luminous being who encouraged her and told her things would get better in time. I tried this with my mother, who at 90 still remembered me at three years old breaking eggs and smearing them on our radio. She frequently told the story about how upset she was. Going back on the wall of time, I saw her showing me how to break eggs into a bowl and make cookies. In this version, she diverted a destructive behavior into a creative teaching experience. After I re-envisioned the experience, Mom never told that story again, and I had the pleasure of remembering her supporting my creativity. To practice this, choose an incident from the past that you wish would have turned out differently or about which you want to alter your feelings. Go back on the wall of time to the event and re-envision it as a positive experience. Creating change, temporal and atemporal alternation. Temporal refers to events that occur at a specific time. Atemporal means independent of time. A series of temporal events can create a gestalt, that is a collection of feelings that have been fused in the mind as one experience. Here's an example of the way a problem is created by a series of unrelated temporal events that come together in an atemporal condition that is greater than its discrete parts might suggest. A client and I tracked the development of this gestalt. When she was young, a bee stung her. That is temporal. That is a temporal occurrence happening at a particular time. Later, a dog growled at her. It didn't bite, but she was scared nonetheless, and the growl became connected to the bee's buzz. Years afterward, she associated the roar of a plane's engine with the prior scares and developed a terror about flying. Even though she no longer remembers the specific events, they have formed a generalized phobia triggered by the similar sounds. The gestalt has morphed into a dread of flying.
This is atemporal, existing out of linear time. It is not created by a single event, but grows out of a series of incidents that the unconscious mind has merged into a single experiential feeling. Systemic properties of the whole are destroyed when a system is dissected into its isolated elements. In order to change the gestalt, in this case the phobia, it is necessary to recover the first event. Going back in time to a specific event is temporal. By doing so, you're breaking the gestalt down into parts exclusive to that event and thereby uncoupling the phobia. In our example, recovering the sound of each scary event and reframing the fear allows the phobia of flying to disappear. The framework for change is the alternation between temporal and atemporal as follows. Name the generalized unwanted feeling or gestalt, atemporal. Go back in time to the first specific event of the feeling, temporal. Go before the first event and reframe the situation, atemporal. Come back into time using the wall of time or your lifeline and move forward from the first occurrence to the present, observing the changes that result from your reframed, expanded awareness, temporal. You have uncoupled the unwanted feelings and created a positive, generative replacement, a new gestalt, atemporal. Please enjoy your changes as you use time to transform your life. So you don't miss any of our shows, make sure you subscribe to podcast.changewithin.com or click the subscribe button below. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Jane Battenberg.